That L Word Podcast. Do you need the leadership work? Can you even love? A podcast about leadership and everything of people afraid to say out loud. You love yourself. Because if you ain't leading yourself, how can you lead a multi-million dollar corporation? Let's say, make sure you start our timer so we know. Boom. <laughs> I'm getting one, man. Getting a timer? I love that timer. I think it's just helped us be... You ain't guessing. I can kind of see when we're talking about certain subjects within the podcast, like when I'm, make sure I'm not rambling. Sometimes you're like, okay, I've been talking about this for like 10 minutes. Then I should probably stop. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> helps keep us on track. Although the last two episodes, we've gone over what we shoot for normally, but I think it's just because we were in it. Ain't nothing wrong with going over. No one, anyone uh, is against more, inform- more information? No? Okay, thank you. Um, so hopefully we'll get an answer. Answer in the comments below. Or uh, at that L word on Instagram. Oh, see? A little plug oh, there. Oh, that was sweet and smooth. <laughs> that was episode um, three of the day. And we started to really get the groove. And we about to blow your mind with some self-doubt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That don't even sound like a... It's, it's, uh, oh, that's like an internal explosion. Um, self-doubt. Self-doubt. Man. When you when we when you told me I don't know did I bring it up? I think you brought this topic up in one of our meetings, and I was like, "Yeah, oh, why did I do that?" Because <laughs> when you just when I asked you, I was like, "Okay, what's what's next on the menu?" And you was like, "Self doubt." I was like, "I don't know if I'm a, can I keep my emotions at bay during this time frame because self doubt is so it's so personal, right? But it 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 it's magnified by everything everything else in life. Yeah, um, and it's daily." Sometimes hourly, sometimes minute by minute, right? For some people. And then what the 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 the, the, the caveat to self doubt is what? Self love. Is it? I don't know. We talk about love. It could be. I mean, I think that's the that's the place you want to get to, though. Yeah. Right. Are uh, you saying the opposite of self doubt, or what do you mean by the caveat to self doubt? I, I don't know if there is a mean. I was just asking a question. To see what the what your answer would be, you know what I mean. Like I'm just self doubt has a lot of in me. It, it, it's like a boat with a wake, right? Self doubt. If self doubt were the boat, the wake is massive. There's a lot of things that follow self doubt. I'm gonna hit you with this. I won't hit you with this one. I won't tell me a story about when you doubted yourself. And I, I'm talking about I really I'm, go deep in this one. Don't don't just give me some wave tops though. I want you to tell me somewhere. You literally may have never shared it with anyone else. I know I've shared this story before, but... He leads with that, and I said we may have not. Well, (laughs) never never on anything where there was a microphone in front of my face, but I think when I was younger and getting into the the Recon Corman pipeline, there's a ton of self-doubt there. You get into it because you want to see if you can do it, and especially as a younger person, because you don't understand all the other stuff that comes along with it. It's a challenge, especially it's, it's a physical challenge. It's a mental challenge with, a, you know, all the things. And it's a two-year process. I dealt with a lot of self-doubt every time I would get to a new course. It was a five or six schools back-to-back. And a lot of them are physically grueling, mentally grueling. And every time you get, I would get to a course you would be kind of in a holding pattern while the next class, you know, was graduating. And so, of course, you're talking to them. And they're talking about there's, you know, 50, 60, 70% attrition. This person got hurt. This person failed all the tests. This, it, 
I feel like almost almost every school I showed up to, I thought to myself, there's no way I'm going to pass this. You always look at yourself as the, the people that didn't make it instead of the people that do make it. Right. And especially, you know, some of those courses did have 50 plus, like 50 to 70% attrition. So yeah. out of 10 people, seven were not going to make it or six or five or whatever. The courses were that small? No, I'm say, I'm just using you know you. math okay. in public, yeah, right? Saying, I, yeah, that no, is, that makes it even more. I mean, the smaller the number, that that the percentage really gets yeah. really tight. And I just remember thinking to myself, "There's no way I'm going to make it through this." Especially one of the courses was six months long, and it was what course was that? It was our medical course, oh, and it was there was nothing really important, too. nothing yeah. physical about it whatsoever. It was all mental. To, to give you an example, I was, we were going through the anatomy and physiology phase of it. And there was a friend that I knew from growing up, uh, growing up and she was in college there locally and hanging out. And my textbook, it was the Totora Gabrowski uh, anatomy and physiology book. And it's like massive. And she's, she saw it on the shelf. And she's like, oh, that's, that's the one I'm doing for pre-med. And I said, oh, cool. You know, how, how long is that course for you all? As she said, it's two semesters or whatever it was, right? With yeah. lab and... Yeah, like three, like, what, like six months? I mean, it was a long time. And I said, oh, that, months, that's yeah. cool. We're doing it in two weeks. So we were doing the course, basically, that she was doing. Gotta love the military. It was crazy. <laughs> so, and, you know, Everything I went I went in right out of high school. I didn't, I didn't go to college because I was not ready to go to college. I was not ready for that type of academic stuff. And here, you know, a year and a half, two years later, I'm in this, this course where, I mean, you're studying, you go to class all day, and then I was studying three, four, five hours a night because things, when they get in my head, they're good, but I got to like pound it in there with a hammer. And, and the class before us had a lot of very senior people, you know, guys that were first classes or chiefs, and I was a young third class. I was 20 years old at the time, 1920, and these are older older dudes that had been doing this for a while and they were having trouble. And I just remember thinking to myself, Oh my God, how am I going to do this? And, you know, for me, it was just tenacity, putting my head down and saying, all right, day by day, one foot in front of the other. And uh, you know, that, that goes to racing. The first time I ever ran a hundred miles, how am I going to do this? One foot at a time. Why do, why do, why do you think you focus only on the failure? That's a great question. I don't know because it's it's the same as you know um, in the media they don't focus on all the positive stuff. It's all the negative stuff. I think maybe our brains are conditioned for that. It's it's you don't want to hear about the good stuff. It's the negative things. You do. You say you want to hear about the good stuff, but the good stuff don't feel as juicy. It's right. It's not what <laughs> sticks. And yeah. so you know, it's it's um, especially. Those guys, the ones that were still there that were making it through, weren't talking about this is what I did to make it through because it's a matter of ego for them. Oh, I'm still here, but five other people failed or quit or I'm whatever. Better than. I'm better than. So that's all you're hearing is about all the people that quit or failed or whatever happened to them because it's, it's, um, it's juicier. I mean, to, to your point. And then when you're especially a young person getting ready to embark on this massive journey that's a lot of it's a lot of weight and for us it was like i say five or six schools or whatever it was and if you failed one you were done you couldn't fail any you couldn't fail any 
Could you could you go back? There were could... some that you could roll back, and it would depend on your situation and all that kind of stuff. But imagine that medical school that I'm talking about was my last school. Well, how important? Like, so for those listening um, that don't understand that medical side, like, how important is it to know that medical stuff and what you were doing? Oh, I mean, that was what I was. That was my whole job, right? Was as a medical guy, and but it was such high level stuff, and it was crammed down your throat like a fire hose. So for somebody who didn't go to college and didn't do all that stuff, and I didn't have great study habits, so I was figuring a lot of that out on the fly. Is it flashcards for me? Is it group study? Is it you know whatever? And this was before the internet and the computers and all that. I mean, we had what do you call it? The overhead projector with the transparencies and VHS tapes. <laughs> You know, but uh, the laminated the, the laminates you have to put on top of there. Yeah, <laughs> and and so whenever younger guys, after I got through and and you know was older and younger guys that were going into the same program, whenever they would ask me, hey, you know, I'm getting ready to go in this program. What's your advice? They were always surprised when I said, "Are you in college?" Because they expect you to say, you need to go run, you need to go swim, you need to go do all these physical things. I would expect you to say that, yes. And I would always ask them if they were in college. And if they said no, I said, you need to get in college. And it doesn't matter what class you're taking. If you're preparing to go into that school, you need to figure out how you study. If you're, if you're considering that, that path, I don't question whether you can run or swim or how strong you are. That's, that's kind of a given. But if you don't know how to study, you're not going to make it through that course. So how do you think them doing the course, doing the college would help the, the doubt area for them? It builds confidence. For me, I had not done any college. And so I was in high school, but I was more concerned about, you know, surfing and girls and all that kind of stuff. And so I was an okay student, but I was not, I was not a great student. You know, I was a pretty solid B. I mm-hmm. had some C's, I had some A's, but, you know... I was not at the top of my class or any of that stuff. So I didn't know how to study. So I think a lot of my self-doubt when I was getting into that program was not centered around the physical stuff. Some of it was depending on the course, but for that medical course specifically, I was like, oh my God, how am I going to study hard enough to make it through this stuff that, you know, these first classes and chiefs are are failing. So what I hear you saying is self-doubt, not, not, not entirely is not about what, you know, you know, and don't use. It's about the things that you don't think you're adequate in, right? You know that you had you're positive in certain things, where the, the self doubt doesn't creep in. It's the things that you're like you're surfing. Like I, I'm, I'm decent at. I don't really worry about that too much. But if it comes to a, something else within your life that you've never done before, um, would you say that that would be kind of the gist of it? Like the, it's, it's that the self doubt creeps in when you're in something new. Which is a great segue into self-doubt, into leadership. So if you are a new leader, mm-hmm. imagine the amount of self-doubt that most new leaders move into that position with. We talk about the imposter syndrome. Like, do I even, should I even be here? Who, they're going to find me out. They're going to find me out. They're going to, and um, <laughs> I, I will say that I never felt that. I always, it, you know, there's a piece of me that we talk about self-doubt and there, there's, Everybody goes through it. I think everybody is, is that's a that's a piece of everybody's um, just DNA. Um, and if you don't, and it's it's a hard one. Like self doubt can be can be a very beneficial thing, but like I say, that self doubt is important uh, and it's healthy to an extent, right? 
Self-doubt coupled with self-reflection or self-awareness is healthy. Right. It's when you get stuck in self-doubt only, right, then it becomes toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell people that all the time. They say, oh, you know, I want to overcome self-doubt. I say, I think you need that a little bit because, you know, that anxiety you get from wanting to do something well because you kind of – you you, sit by, you know you're prepared. You know that you're ready to show up and show out, right? But you're not really sure what the outcome is going to be and if you have what it takes to – to implement everything you've learned at that at that moment, and so you started to think about okay, it could go. It's almost like you self doubt is like that. Those pictures when you see somebody on a movie die and they see the whole world like that's self doubt is it, it's a continuous um, flicker of that. Every time you get to a situation, you just go through your whole life like, am I prepared? Did I do this? Did I do this? Was I there? Uh, and you're asking yourself, uh, am I adequate enough? Am I smart enough? Am I, am I strong enough? Am I, am I happy enough? How does happy factor into that? That's a great point. For me, it's like a lot of us doubt that we can enjoy our lives. We doubt that we will ever be happy, that we should enjoy our work that we should enjoy being in leadership positions, that we should enjoy and being in like, you know, and we, 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 we doubt that it's even possible. Right. And then we look at our happiness is like, it's not obtainable. Right. And over time we start to think about everything else that we feel is just magnified. And so you start off with self-doubt. It's like, I don't think I'm ready for this. And then I think about like, was I ever taught to be ready for this? Like, were my parents there for me? Like, will I be, uh, will, will I be adequate enough because I didn't get hugged enough? I didn't get, and I, I say these things because um, these are individual concerns that we have. And even be my, you know, being a, being a father, you know, thinking about these small things that we've done, um, they, it, it goes, it's, it, it bleeds into so many other emotions that we go through, right? Because if we can't take self-doubt and connect it with, you know, self-reflection and things like that, then nine, or my grandma would say 99% of the time, we probably can't do that with anything else in our lives. We can't connect it to the, the growth that needs to happen from it. And that I think that we're the happiest when we are growing, when we are living, not existing in a space or not getting stuck, doubting what our lives could be or what they're capable of becoming. Right. Um, I hope that answers the question, but like it's, 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 it's really holistic in nature. I think self-doubt is this, it's not, it's not a word to me. It's more like, it lives. It, it lives in everything I do. Um, I'm on a podcast. I, have I doubted like what my voice sounds like on the other end? Or uh, people have told, and, and, and you know, is this going to be good? Or am I? Should I even be? You know, doing this? Is am I wasting my time? Am I wasting my money? Am I wasting Jody's time? Um, I think about. I've thought about these things. I don't think about it on a daily basis because I know. And then I come to the end. I'm like, shit, we're gonna crush this, right? And but. I got. I have to process it, and for me, it's healthy for my happiness because if I can't see both sides of the coin, I don't think it's the 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 happiness is pure. 
because I'm not being realistic with myself. Um, no deal, dealing with um, a client or something like this. It's like, okay, recognizing why you feel that way, understanding why you feel that way, and then how do we process it into the, the positive? And that's where the happiness comes in, right? Yeah. Is that the ability to get yourself out of that self-doubt or at least sit with it and say, sure, I'm doubting whether or not I, I can do this, but the happiness comes from the positive aspects of, okay, well, here's how I'm going to try. I will use, no, if you say sit with it, I'll say move through it, mm -hmm. right? Because you still experience it, but you just need to, you don't need to stay there. No, no. Yeah. That, <laughs> when I say sit with it, that's what I mean. Like yeah. process it of, okay, yeah. you know, and I'll go back to my example of, wow, this is overwhelming. The amount that I'm going to have to study, am I able to do this? Uh, you know, am I prepared for this? Am I smart enough for this? You sit with that and then you kind of develop the plan of, all right, well, all I can do is study as hard as I possibly can, put one foot in front of the other and relentless forward progress, right? Just keep moving forward. What about like, so this is, and you know, we, we're going to talk, you know, I'm, I guess I'll just interview you today. So this will be easier. <laughs> when you, you, you were out there, you were in the, in the field or you were out in, you know, you were a worker bee basically. And you, you know, as you call it, the, the, the old guy behind the desk and you transitions to that. And you, you're, and I'll tell you, I can tell you how I felt about it. When you, when you were in a position where you were advising the head guy over like 20,000 or more people, right? Did you feel like you were prepared for that? No. Every, Morgan, every <laughs> single day. Like that's a lot. Like I, I, I had those many people under me or you know, that, I, that I was, you know, taking care of. Yeah. That's a lot of people, man. Well, and the organization I left from that I retired with, like 45,000 people. Every single day I would walk into my office, I would look around, and I would think to myself, how did I get here? And <laughs> when is the boss going to poke his head around the corner and be like, all right, buddy, we found you out. Come on, let's go. The door's over here. You know, because you do. You're like, who am I to, to be able to, to advise people or – lead this massive team. You could really, like, at, at, especially, at, you know, these people that are these bigger organizations, uh, when you sit in certain seats, that that self-doubt obviously seeps in because you understand the gravity of one. You can answer one question and that person that you work for, like even yours, can get on the news yeah. and quote you. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it better be right. Yeah. <laughs> because they didn't ask you, is it right? Do, are you sure? They're just banking on that you have what it, what the information that they need, and they just gonna go use it. And I think that's where the growth happened for me was sitting with that and realizing, okay, this is the level that I'm playing at now, and making sure that when I was advising or leading or doing whatever I was doing, I was doing it to the best of my possible, possible, uh, the best of my ability. Similar to when I was trying to study, go get through that course. It was overwhelming, but I was at the very least doing everything I could to make sure I was doing it right, and that was tenacious. And beyond that, that's all I could do. And the way I'm able to, was able to sleep at night when I was studying in that course and, you know, playing at the level I was when I retired was knowing that I did the best I could that day with what I had. Well, how do you measure that? Because that's a lot of, the, the, the self-doubt is like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't, what is enough? Like, if, do I have enough? So you, you said, you said a key thing and I did, maybe you can, you can elaborate on it or not, but you said I had to make sure I was doing everything right. 
Well, the problem is we don't know that. Like, what is what does right look like for someone else? Like, yeah, well, right in the sense that I was doing as much as I could do, whether it was actually right or wrong, because there were things I messed up. I mean, well, like, how do you? That's what I'm saying. How do you measure that? How do you? How, you you know just I mean? gotta know, Come and on, that's where. Jody. Well, that's where the self awareness comes in because it wasn't whether or not I knew it was right. I mean, I failed. I failed the last test, I think it was, in that school by like two points. And you know, in the military, if it's below 80, it's failing, right? So I got to actually be smart. Yeah, I got I got a B, uh, <laughs> but actually, well, I actually got a C and I, if it was failure. So, and I was the only guy who failed that test. But I know I studied as much as I had for the previous five and a half months. And I was able to, of course, retake that test and pass and, and you so know, what move you on. Do? But so what did you do? So how? Okay, so that's it. You knew you knew that you had to study and you had done everything. So when the when the failure occurs, or, or like, how did you learn from that? Like, what did like what did you learn? Needed you, you say, oh, I went back and studied more, but it ain't that simple. I honestly, in retrospect, and I even during that time, I overstudied for that one. You did too much. I did too much. So I shifted gears. That don't even, that's, that don't, we talking about self-doubt and not knowing. Now we're saying. No, because I doubted myself so much and I was so scared about that test that I overdid it. Oh, we got to talk about that. My self-doubt crept in there and I overdid it. How do you over, how do you, how do you overstudy? I don't think. A lot think of it, people have an issue with understudy. Like, do you think it was just like, uh, like overthinking? Yes. That's what I'm saying. I overstudied. So I studied more than I needed. So then I was bringing things that I had studied, overstudied into the test. Which wasn't even Which there. wasn't even relevant so to the test, so I was answering the questions Distraction. Wrong. Yeah. It became a distraction. And so imagine if I were doing that in a leadership, in, in the leadership uh, realm, where I'm overdoing something and mm, I'm- I know some I'm, of them people. Right. <laughs> so you're actually causing more All damage. you people with the nine meetings you have all day, you're overdoing it. <laughs> and that's- <laughs> Like facts. So- are those people overcompensating for their self-doubt yes. by trying to be overly informed? Yes. And not trusting their people? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting so that people can tell you what you already know so you can know that they know it and then you can tell them they did it wrong if they ain't doing it right and you can fix this and basically you can do their job for them because all you, the person holding the multiple meetings is literally trying to orchestrate all of these different dang going plays at the exact same time based on how they think they should be and not allow anybody else to, to do anything. So now your self-doubt is creeping in everybody else and saying, well, I'm not adequate enough. So they doubt themselves why they even here. So they do less. And then they take, oh my God. And nothing's getting done. Nothing's getting done. Not just, just might, might coin this. So hold on. Let me, it's, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to figure something out, but we got to coin this. Something, some self-doubt means, you know, Abundance of mean, mean, you know, means fear or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. You, it'll be something catchy. <laughs> but that's that's the key, right? That's mm -hmm. the uh, this self doubt all day. And I think that's where imposter syndrome comes in. And now I'm just I don't know that I've ever thought about this before until this moment. But if you feel like an imposter in the position you're in, what's going to fill that self doubt or or give you comfort in your self doubt is more information surrounding yourself with all these people that you might feel like you have control over or that are providing you information to make, you know, decisions. But really what you're doing is wasting everybody's time. But even like you talk about like more information, you do study more, you got more information. Like, And I failed. 
and you failed. So you said, okay, you have to get more information. How? That's the hard one, though, man. Like, and you know, it, it, I want to make sure that we always stay like very transparent in this podcast. Like, we don't like always have the answers to everything, but it's the thought that that we're, we we want to kind of yeah. like reach into. Um, and I think this may be one of them. Like, you talk about, you know, you want to know more, um, and then there's a the part where more is a hindrance. But some people are not that. I mean, just to be honest with you, we haven't always been that self aware. Oh, 100%. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, <laughs> it's one of those, it's almost like a brainstorm within the podcast. Like, how how does one become more aware of what's enough information to have to move forward? Because you thought you were good. You wasn't. You thought you were good. Other times you were, right? And there may have been other times that actually solidify you over over testing, over studying that time, you probably over tested on something else because it probably was a pattern somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And it there was never a, a resemblance of failing. So you say like, it was fine, right? But then you get to a, another situation and then that same process is not beneficial. It's like overtraining for a race. Yes, I'd rather go. I, yeah, man, and the philosophy of that is I'd rather send you in undertrained and overtrained because I know that. Most time <laughs> that people have the G two or the um, the grit or the resilience enough to kind of take it to the next level, but can you equate physical with the mental side? For sure, because it's all self doubt. So if I'm mm-hmm. doubting that that, and this is something we both understand, having done endurance type but stuff. The, but in the, but in the test, you can't push more and be smarter. But I no, but I pushed more and failed. Yeah. Because I'd overdone it. Re- the reality of it was I hadn't slept the night before because I literally studied all night long. I was hopped was up on probably test. like yeah. two pots of coffee, <laughs> you know, and my brain wasn't where it needed to be. I was overthinking everything and I went in there and I, I didn't, you know, I failed that test because I had overdone it. And if you look at the physical aspects of overtraining, it's because I don't think I can finish this race. I'm not good enough to do it. So I'm overtraining, and when I hit the race, my body is not in its peak form like it should be for the race because I've been overdoing it because yeah. of self-doubt. I went to a school where um, I had to do, like, and I actually did well. I was in the top three out of the school, right? And um, as you as we talk about it now, like, I look at it, like, I would, I would study, I would go to class, I would study, I would take a nap mm-hmm. first yep. for, like, one or two hours, and then I would study for a certain amount of time by myself and then go with a group and study. And I did that every day. I didn't do anything else. I just focused on that. Uh, some people and didn't, but there were, and, and I, I ain't the smartest. You know, you'll hear my grammar sounds terrible on here sometimes. I'll say no and uh-uh and stuff like that. Um, but like I'm, I'm intelligent individual. But you see these other people that were just studying and studying and studying. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Like, let's go hang out. They're like, no, I got to study. I got to study. And so when we, the time to go take the test, and these are like 200 question tests in these schools, right? And, um, if I look back at it, the the guys, the the top three people that we all cause we all aced all tests. Like I aced every test I took. Just say that out loud; it's kind of crazy. But uh, and but we were the first ones done, right? And the people that failed were there the the longest. And that's a great point because I think that test I failed, <laughs> I went back and you I think I changed. Back. Yeah, like, I, I was done. I was like, yeah, it is what it is. I walked out and said, "You didn't miss any." Oh, okay. 
I don't remember. I don't do nothing. I don't understand. I ain't thinking about a question I didn't miss or nothing like that. It was just that was that was it, you know. But everybody that had a trouble spent way more. I don't know if there's a there's a piece there. I mean, I guess I had some self confidence then. Um, or you were just in the space of I've done everything I can do, and it is what it is. I am always in that space. And that's, I think that's a. <laughs> I try to be in that space a whole lot, actually. And that's the self awareness piece. That's yeah. where it's great for physical stuff. Like I've, I've trained as hard as I can. It's race day. I don't know if I'm going to get sick. I don't know if I'm going to get flat. I don't know all these things. All I know is I've trained what I've, I've trained as much as I can, and I have tenacity and grit. Well, you know, the, you know what? It's what we talked about. I was talking to you about on the way down, right? Is like the self doubt is fear. It is. And I wrote this down because I didn't want to interrupt you earlier, but I didn't want to forget competition. I also think you, when you were talking about being in the school environment, not only are you thinking about where you sit with your you know, knowledge, say, but also you're in a competitive, whether it's actually competitive or not. I wasn't trying to be competitive, though, because I didn't think I was going to pay. I'm not. Well, I'm not even talking about you <laughs> and your example, but yeah. I'm using the school setting of yeah. I think that is the fuel on top of the self-doubt fire. Is when you're in, in a competitive environment. You're in organizations. You're always trying to do more than everybody else, and that more might be too much. Or you're comparing yourself to others. So if you're a, a leader, oh yeah, yeah racing. Races, but if you're a leader yeah. of a, a new leader of a team, you're comparing yourself to other leaders who have been doing it. Learn something other day. I ain't learned. I kind of knew it, and somebody just brought it up to it. What we talking about is quantity over quality, mm -hmm. right? You know what I mean? Did you have quality study time? No. That quantity was all day. You had a whole bunch of it, but you were looking at how much instead of what you needed to be focused on, the, the quality of it. And I think that's where, man, maybe we maybe we could have hashing this out. Maybe this is gonna maybe this is actually gonna turn into something good. Uh where we talk about with self-doubt. So there it is. The piece on how you work through your self-doubt and when you know to when are you focusing, you step back and you fo are we focused on the quantity of what we're dealing with or are we focused on the quality of what we're dealing with? The quality is like, the you know, are you happy with the information that you're doing? You have, have you have enough time? Is it measurable almost in, in that sense where you feel good about it and you feel like, because we talked about feelings a couple of times, you feel that this is enough for you, right? Or, or is your, your demeanor and your time, um, targeted only at how much you study right not what it is right and so and that can be used in any self-doubt yeah if you transpose your model onto leadership Correct. that's having a ton of meetings it's not the quality it's not the one meeting that answers everything and you're off to Correct. you know your people are off to do their their good work you're having 10 meetings you're overstudying, basically, but with meetings. Because you think you need more. The more is better approach in society. Um, oh, this hits self doubt huge because we deal with self doubt so much because we're based what we have or what we don't have the fear or uh, on what we see around us in society in in the public. And right? I just wrote down earlier comparison to others. It fuels it fuels yeah. the fire. It's right up there with competition, which I think it's the same. And we've talked before about, you know, shooting on yourself, right? I should be doing this. I should be doing that. That also fuels the self-doubt. It's all, you know, in there together. If you're, Keeping if up you're with the Joneses. That's right. If you're comparing yourself to others, it's fueling that self-doubt. And 
one of the things that I, I wanted to make sure we tackle before the end of this is how do you conquer self-doubt? How do you, and not that it's ever going to be conquered. I feel like self-doubt will creep in. I don't think it's going anywhere. Even if uh, my thing is always about when it's stuff like that, like self-doubt, imposter syndrome, um, fear, uh, anger, like it's not about conquering it. It's about how long, how long, how do you move through it, right? Because mm -hmm. you're going to, like I tell people, they're like, oh, Mark, you got it all figured out. No, I do not, right? But I don't stay with it as long as you do, right? I move through it. I, I, I feel like even retirement, I told myself, hey, I'm going through something, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to be here long, but I know I, I, I'm okay with where I'm at. I was, I was uh, self-aware. It's like, it's okay to feel this way. People are like, you're telling me that have done it, like, this is what you're going to feel, and it's okay. And I said, so I knew I could tell myself, like, just move through it. it, it there's an end to this. Right? So then what advice would you give to somebody who's dealing with self-doubt? What what tips can we give our listeners, you know, uh, a couple of things that if you find yourself in self-doubt? The first thing, I just say it, um, it you, I think you need to make a determination if it's quantity or quality. Right. And when it when it comes to what you're worried about, what concern do you have? Like, do you feel like you do like um, is the number of the of what you have, the, the, the measurable amount, anything measurable? Is that the main focus? I absolutely I would add. Are you to sit with the feeling to figure out what you're feeling? And when you said that. It made me think that's that the that's the quality. Though. Well, but not yeah. every, not everything that I, me personally, not every self-doubt that I've encountered is based on um, one particular feeling, right? So is it, am I feeling self-doubt because of competitiveness with others? Am I feeling it because of fear? Am I feeling it because of ego? Am I feeling it because of lack, which would be the quantity? Right. I think identifying the feeling that is associated with the self-doubt is a great place to start because then you can figure out how to move through it. So, it, you, so you're saying the, the, yes. I mean, I, I, I think we're saying the same thing personally. We are. No, uh, I'm just, I'm yeah, saying yeah. it's, I, I feel like my step would almost be before yours, right? Is in the, in the sense of. Yes. Cause a, you would need to, under, cause you, you have to differ it because if there is, cause the feeling is based off one of the two. Yeah. So for right. you going through transition, is it be is it the unknown? Is it fear? Is it is it mourning your military career? Like there's so many different feelings. And once you identify, this is what I'm dealing with and what's causing my self doubt. Now I know. Mine was scarcity. I, I okay. Yeah. Know. Mine was scarcity. Um, I would. You could sit here and say money, but like at the end of the day, I know that I would be fine. Like, and, and um, but I was I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to live, uh, and that's quantity, a, a certain way and have certain things and be able to do certain things. That's a, But the quality of my life in general, even if you took that away, it was, it's still great, right? So see, once you identified <laughs> scarcity, then you were able to say, that's the negative thing I'm feeling. What positive things will make me happy and help me move through this? Yeah. Stop, stop. Well, what's the one? Stop worrying about scarcity, and instead of worrying about scarcity, how can I prevent that from happening? Right. Or what can I focus on? You know, it's it's. Uh, I was kind of having this like image of riding our bikes, right? Yeah. And if you see a puddle, you've got to get through it. Like, and if we're thinking of that puddle as self doubt, you're looking at it. We're talking about gravel, right? Like, gravel, yeah, of course. Let everybody know because people will avoid puddles. 
Well, but that's the thing. So some people will charge through it. Right. Some people will go around it. You could shoulder your bike and or walk through it, it, or you could jump it. But you first have to identify the puddle before you can figure out how to get through it. So yeah. identifying the feeling that you're sitting with, yours was being scarce. And then what's the positive way that I can move through this? And you might, on it's the other end, the, you with, might end up wet. With the puddle, it's funny because like, I never thought of this before. You look, so you look at the puddle. First, I'm looking at, okay, where is it placed? Mm -hmm. Right? Um, does it look like it's been there for a while? <laughs> right? Has, it, has, has, has anybody else ridden through it and it's splashed? Right? Do you see any ruts coming out of it? That tell you how deep it is too, or is it settled and you and it's it's so big? He's like, man, if if I had to contemplate that there's a a bigger deeper bottom than I know of, I'm going around it, right? And if it's too long, then I'm then you know what I mean. Uh, I'm not going to jump it. Um, so you go through this these these rationalize. Okay, what is the best decision for me to take to to move through this? But you have to identify it, right? decide what your options are and then make a choice and make a choice and move through it. But then once you're committed, having the tenacity to carry that out, I think that's what gets people through self doubt. Yeah. Cause you can commit, like you can see, I've it's happened in a race. I committed to a puddle and I saw other people make it. Guess who didn't <laughs> this guy. <laughs> and I went into it and I was too far on my front tire. It stuck, flipped me. Broke my handlebars in half, right? And I'm laying on the ground wet because yep. <laughs> I went in the puddle. And uh, and I wouldn't even say it was a bad choice because I'd still go through that puddle. I just know that I need to sit back on my seat a little bit. I'd, I'd, make, I'd, I'd go through it differently. What, and that's what I was just going to bring up is you learn from it. So even if you, even if you crashed in the puddle, you've learned something from it. So the mm -hmm. next time you encounter a puddle or self-doubt, You've got a better way of handling it and trying to get through it. And I feel that as we mature in life, you're always going to have self-doubt, but you're just learning new ways to, to deal with it and to get through it and to, to build your self-confidence and say, okay, I've encountered this puddle before. I've encountered a puddle before. How did, how, you know, and maybe I crashed. How am I going to tackle it this time? So let's, let's end with this then. So we, we identify the emotion. Right. Uh, we decide what choices we have um, on what, how do we handle it for a positive outcome. For a positive. I think positive outcome is, okay. is key because you could think of all the negative okay. ways. Right. So identify it. Then look at how can I move through this for a positive outcome. outcome. OK, that's two. Commit. And then commitment is three. And then learn. Keep the momentum. Keep Well, keep the momentum and learn from however it, it works out. If you Keep crash, the momentum then learn. That's five. Let's go with five. Okay. Even if you even if you make it through, you're still learning something so that the next time you encounter self-doubt, you've got more tools to tackle it. And if you crash, you're learning from that too. Okay. You're constantly learning. Identify. The second one is look for positive choices. Yep. Which uh, is going to give you the happiness you spoke of earlier. It gives you the positive. Okay. And then um, commit, commit, um, keep the momentum, and then learn, and then learn from it. Okay, that's at first. Did we just did we just develop something? That we need to go back and uh, coin this this information. I'm glad it's being recorded because we'll we'll write it down. <laughs> and you're always going to encounter self doubt, but it's it's how you like grow from each 
each event, mm -hmm. if you will. And uh, and this is that like I tell you, I always tell people like how I deal with it. The reason it looks easier for me is just like anything else. I I practice it more often, so it gets easier for me. And so there's going to be times where I doubt myself, but I like when I speak in public, I'm I'm nervous every time. Every time, right? I'm the people's coach, <laughs> and for me to tell you that I ain't nervous, but like once I go through it, like okay, what are this, this is how I need to do. Focus on the people. Slow down. Talk like this. Do this. Move forward. Stay into it. Right. Reevaluate it. Because you know I do all the same steps that I'm telling you. I do that when I speak, but I do it every time, and it happens. It, it happens it's like any muscle. It becomes a reflex. And you get better at it each time, so that when you encounter the self doubt next time, you're like, okay, I'm feeling self doubt, and I know it's from fear because I'm we, getting ready to get up in front of everybody. We totally just created a workshop. I've, I've been taking notes. <laughs> like that's how good this one was. Okay. Well, that's that's the end of that. So yeah. Hey, please uh, leave us some stars. Like five or six. I don't know if they give six, but maybe <laughs> draw an extra one in there. Yeah. Put another star in the comments that you're gonna leave. There you go. Look at that. Look how I twisted that in there. Put the comments that you're gonna leave, or if you want to, just take a whole bunch of those emoji stars and put it in the comments when you ask us the questions. Or tell us or give us some recommendations on what we can talk about next. Absolutely. Easy day. Well, everybody, we're out of here and it's time to maybe go eat some. I ain't going to tell you what I'm going to eat because they ain't paying me to say it. But it's so time to go eat some food. Morgan eats there every single time we finish up. So thanks for hanging out, everybody. All right. Have a great day. Out of here. <laughs>